All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> hey, welcome to episode... Hey, hey, hey how's it going? Hello. Hello. Who, who's hey, there? We're, we're all just going to interrupt him? That's okay. I thought he was saying, hey. Stop interrupting! Episode Stop 10... Stop resisting! <laughs> oh, dude. Whoa! Yeah, let's restart that. <laughs> Jesus. You can't do that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 108 of the Vancouver Boys podcast. I will be your host this week, Jake Jude, as Tyler Erlinson is still on vacation. He's just, working. Just taking it easy. He's on a work <laughs> trip. He hasn't had a day off in like a month. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Tyler is, what did we say last week? He's working hard to keep the lights on in the studio. Yeah. So, uh, he's yeah. Working hard to keep the fan running because it exactly. is hot in here. Holy Christ. Yeah. I can't imagine what the temperature, what the weather's like where he is because here it's like 30 degrees. Yeah, I don't even remember where he is, but it's probably warm and sunny. Yeah, he's somewhere in BC. God only knows. Yeah, if only he were here so we could ask him the weather. <laughs> but he isn't. So I'm your host this week, and I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Alex Smith. Aloha. Who is in Hawaii. And Marcus Keller. Konishiwa. Who is... <laughs> Jake doesn't know where that's from. <laughs> in Japan. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we're picking different languages. Right, yeah, Jake, you go. Salut. <laughs> you should do the whole intro in French. No, uh, no, no one wants to hear that. No, no. <laughs> what, Alex? When did you learn how to speak French? Nasty edit. <laughs> what was that, a Scooby-Doo laugh? <laughs> oh, wait, we haven't made that joke yet. Yeah, no, not yet. Anyway, we've got so much ready for you in this week's episode. We're going to cover Canucks news, the inbox, as usual. But then on the second half, we have a special little surprise. So you guys will hear all about that then. But right now, why don't we head into the corner with Alex and, <laughs> and enjoy <laughs> his gambling advice in Alex's gambling corner. It's Alex's Gambling Corner. Yay. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Betstamp. By using the Betstamp app, you can line shop across all sports books to ensure you're finding the best value available on your wagers. Betstamp allows you to track verified bets across all major sports books. This allows you to keep track of different accounts and build a more credible record. On Betstamp, you're able to follow other Betstamp users to be instantly notified when they are tracking picks. Following winning users is a great way to find new bets. You can download the Betstamp app or sign in online. And if you're new, you can sign up with promo code VancouverBoys to help support the show. And remember, make sure to follow all gambling regulations in your area. Can I come out of the timeout? Yeah, you can cut. Well, no. <laughs> stay, no we're, we're stay in the you. corner, stay but in the we want to hear what you <laughs> yeah, have to we're, say. We're, okay. we're joining you in the corner. Yeah, we're all in the corner now. All right. Uh, gambling, gambling, gambling. Who would have thought 
that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be sweeping the Florida Panthers Whoa. on Sunday night. Ooh. God, I hope you're wrong. Bold prediction. If they uh, win tomorrow, so we're recording on Wednesday, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. They play tomorrow, which is Thursday. If Vegas wins that game, I will be putting my money on Vegas to complete the sweep and win the Stanley Cup Finals Saturday night with Jonathan Marcheseau. Marcheseau. Dude. Close enough. How do you... That was close. There's so many of these. Should we bring up the square root thing again? (laughs) Do you? You you couldn't even get it. Do you... Alex, do you watch games on mute? (laughs) Do you you not hear them pronounce So what's his name? What's his name? Jonathan Marcheseau. Fuck off. That's what his name yeah, is. Yeah, I said it close enough. Like, I want to make a French joke, but I more badly want to make a joke <laughs> about how Alex can't say anyone's name. Anyways, he's going to be winning the Con Smythe. Uh, so those are going to be my two bets placed. As well, we got another PGA pick for you. Because oh. I know everybody loves the PGA. Dude, you're like 0 for 9 on this <laughs> yeah, PGA this, one, this one's going to work. Right, okay. Sure. Because we have a returning champion coming to the RBC Canadian Open. Oh, Mr. Rory, Mr. PGA himself, after the big news of the PGA Tour and Live Golf merging together, he is going to come out and he is going to show that he is still a top dog and he is going to win the RBC Canadian Open for the second year in a row. Hmm. Hmm. I will not be tuning in, but I, I will. <laughs> if I hear some headlines like that, I'll go, oh, that's that thing Alex yeah. was talking about. If I see the results of the tournament and he won... I will smile because I know that you predicted it. That's about it. Seriously, though, unless it's the green jacket game, does anyone ever watch <laughs> you? Wait, what? do you? Ew, ew, ew. The green you jacket? The green jacket game? Yeah. What in the hell is that? It's the Masters, is it not? Yeah. 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 What, do you, what do you win? What do you win? You win money, and yeah, you have to wear a green jacket, but it's not yeah. called the green jacket yeah. games. You also get... Um, I'm pretty sure you also get to play in any Masters in the future. Yeah, you're invited to every Masters. Yeah. Oh, really? But you yeah. have to, like, make a certain score. I think that's, like, because, like, you don't want, like, 70-year-old guys coming back. They should do that with the Stanley Cup. Like, whoever wins the next year after, like, whatever matchup, like, say they go to Game 7, then there's the boss round where you have to play last year's champion. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, off the... Top of my head, this, I was thinking about this. This Uh-oh. would be a good thought, but I want to bring it up now. Oh, God. Do you say that coaches are Stanley Cup champions? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Really? Yeah. Same with GMs. Yeah. Scouts. Really? Trainers. Yep. I consider it more as Stanley Cup winners. And I get that okay, doesn't you, really make a difference, no. but I feel like it does. No, that, that's all kind of... A champion and a winner is kind of... What'd you do? I won the Stanley Cup. Oh, you're a Stanley Cup champion. Well, would you rather be called a champion or a winner? There's a difference. Champion's way better. Well, winner is just more vague. Champion is like, I don't know. Champion is like... Like you don't go to a coach or you don't talk to coaches as like, oh, they're Stanley Cup champions. You know, it's only usually players that are Stanley Cup champions. Nah, I I disagree with that. See, for me, for me, if you refer to someone as a Stanley Cup champion, they're like the reigning champions. Whereas if you talk about someone as a Stanley Cup winner, it's like they've won it in the past. I don't know. For me, that's the difference. So would you not say Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel? Well, ask me again in a week. 
<laughs> right, I forgot about that. Okay, Stanley, Stanley Cup champion Andre Vasilevsky. I, I think yeah. I've been pretty clear. If if they if they're the reigning champions, I would consider them to be the champions. If if they have won, they're a winner. I I just I have to disagree with that take, man. Of course really you do. do. <laughs> well, we were on no. such a good roll last. Episode. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? that's true. We're, we we're coming off of exactly yeah. one week. You made one point that had me and Alex both go, "Oh shit, no, we changed our minds." Okay, Jake, you're right. We're on your side. This is not going to go like that, dude. <laughs> good. It felt weird last week when you guys were both in agreement with me. Buckle in. There's going to be. A Should we rough just rip ride. off some some stuff? Go for it. Um, rip off, rip, rip off, whatever you like. What are we ripping off? I'm trying to think of what we, we haven't used as like ammo against Jake. Oh, but yeah, good luck. Yeah, I think I we like used we've used everything, everything there is. You've covered most on this podcast. Yeah, it's got to no. be something. No, we we do need to get into Canucks news eventually. I mean, I'm not one to cut short no, making fun God. of Jake, but like. <laughs> he's, start, he's starting to have convulsions because it's been like five minutes and we haven't started talking about the Canucks it's yet. Yeah, it's been about that. Okay, <laughs> fair point, fair point. All right, dude, why don't you get into this week's Canucks news? Okay, this week. <laughs> don't worry, we'll make fun of you later. I know you want it. it it's oh, coming, God. it's coming. For some reason, I have a hunch it's going to be you getting roasted this week, but we'll see. Yeah, I <laughs> see what happens. Uh, breaking news, which isn't... Really breaking news, but it's news to me. Uh, Brock Besser had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with Patrick Alvine. Pause for dramatic effect Ooh. there. Mm. And now this is big because a lot of people have been saying he's on the trade block. He's one of the guys that we need to clear cap space. He was definitely overpaid production-wise last year. What does this mean? Well, maybe not what you think because in this meeting... Brock Besser expressed an explicit uh, desire to stay in Vancouver. He does not oh, want to be traded. Not this again. No, no. Well, that's what he said. And we've heard him say that before. But from what we're hearing, at least what's being uh, reported by Pierre Lebrun, is that apparently the Canucks don't want to trade him either. Hmm. They apparently have taken a couple calls. Nothing crazy, but teams have called. And when they've asked about Besser... The message has basically been, sorry, not available. Well, that's stupid. You know what? I think this is actually the best thing that could happen for Brock Besser. I do too. Because I think the biggest hurdle that he's had has been this mental block. And I think if he feels like this organization is 100% behind him, he might be able to get past that and finally break out. Yeah, but the media is always going to bring it up. He's always going to be the, uh, you could call it like a punching bag for the media or like, they're just always going to go back to being yeah. like, oh, yeah, but if he Canucks feels... needs salary cap, Brock Besser maybe isn't performing as to what he's making. Let's make rumors about him getting traded. But if he feels that support coming from within the organization, that might be enough. I I agree with you. And I you know... What? I, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> okay. I know we just said earlier that we're not going to agree with Jake anymore and we're going to make fun of him for the rest of the episode. I remember. We, we agreed on that okay. just moments ago. <laughs> right. But... I'm going to bring up one of the smartest things I think Jake has ever said, at least with reference to the Canucks on this podcast. And that is that when Brock Besser was negotiating his last contract, he should have agreed to take a pay cut in exchange for a no movement clause. Because it feels like since the day he was drafted, he has been surrounded by rumors at the beginning of every season if he comes out slow, around the trade deadline, around Christmas, in the offseason. It is like a 24-7 Brock Besser trade rumor mill. 
And it seems to always spike in January because that's when the team realizes they're not going to make the playoffs and we should clear house and everyone's miserable. So everyone talks about trading Besser. I would encourage him on his next contract to do exactly that. Don't, don't take anything long-term, you know, take something short so you can prove yourself, take a little bit of a pay cut and work a no trade clause in there. Because I think you're right. That mental hurdle that he has to get over seemingly every day of, I just need to forget about it. That would be so hard to do. Mm -hmm. That would be the most Canuck thing I think we've ever done is to give a second line player a no move clause. (laughs) (laughs) We've given no move clauses to a lot worse, dude. Tyler Myers has a no move clause. Oliver Ekman Larson has a no move clause until I'm like 30 years old. Yeah, but we didn't give him that. (laughs) No, but we we, we knew he had it when we took him on. We might as well have given it to him. <laughs> they, gave, I don't know. they gave JT Miller a no move clause like 10 months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get what you mean about the fact that like that give him peace of mind, but it's just, I don't think he hasn't played to where he deserves a no move clause. I, I, unless I, he's making like 4 million, then it's like, okay, sure. I, I don't know. I really strongly believe that you shouldn't base it too hard off of his last season. And I realize that's our most recent point of reference. But not only has he struggled with injuries that in large part really aren't his fault. Like, it's not like he's weak and broken down. Just things have happened to him, right? In his rookie season, him going back first into a bench door after a hit, right? This season, he has wrist surgery in the offseason. He times it so that he can come back right. And they rush him back. His stitches open in a game. And he has to miss more time, right? I think fully healthy. You, you have to look at this guy's rookie season, right? He showed that he can be a better player than he is right now. But he's done that once. No, twice. In the bubble season, he was our best player. Yeah, bubble. Yeah, bubble. He was our best player in said bubble, right? I am a big supporter of keeping him, especially if you're on the fence about keeping him or Garland. I think that Besser in the long run will have the higher ceiling. He will be the more valuable piece to this team and even the most valuable trade chip in the future. Trading him now would be at an all-time low. I agree with that. So I, I, I wouldn't support it. I say at this point, he's more just worth the risk. He, he's got, I believe, two years left. He is making over $6 million a year, which is tough to swallow. But if you can get through that, and if he can prove that he can, ple- be, if he can, prove that he can be the player that we thought he could be, I think this is the best move for the Canucks, is to keep him. Even if you guys don't agree. Moving on to another Canucks story that I think is really cool and probably not going to get the attention it deserves because of the nature of it. So Archer Silovs, everyone knows he had that great run with Latvia. He helped bring them their first medal ever in an international competition. So it should be no huge surprise that he was nominated for the International Ice Hockey Men's Player of the Year. Pretty cool, right? But here's the thing. Not only was he nominated, here are the names he was nominated alongside. Adam Fentilli, J.J. Paterka, Marit Sider, and Connor Bedard. Those are some pretty good names to be in company with. Not too shabby. I mean, doing something like that, I, I think he deserves to get the nominations. I don't think he'll win it, but... It's cool just seeing him up there with the players like that, getting the recognition recognition that uh, I think he deserves. 
and hopefully he can carry uh, his playing into the regular season because we need a backup goalie, maybe even a starter. We don't need a starter. Uh, if he gets injured, we'll need There's a starter. There's been a lot of rumors around Demko, man. You know what? I heard about some of this, actually. Nip, Nick, Jesus, let me try that again. Nick Kiprios mm-hmm. uh, rumored in, in some, I believe it was The Athletic. It might have been some other paper or, or blog yeah. where he said that Thatcher Demko could be made available for trade. I, I, re- I hate to say this because I don't like calling other journalists out this way. I really think that's just fishing for likes. I think that's a bit of clickbait. I do not see a reality where the Canucks trade Demko. We should start doing that. Start doing what? Doing things. <laughs> Pedersen's getting traded? Yeah. We should start lying to people. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I will give you guys one chance. The craziest clickbait title you can come up with, I will make the title of this episode. Patrick Alvin good? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Jake, you got anything? <laughs> Jim Benning's coming back. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? You know what? No, I will do it. I will do it. And I feel bad too, because I pumped this episode on my TikTok. I was like, all right, yeah. everyone, you got to listen to this. And I'm going to title it. I'm going to scare the shit out of all of them. <laughs> there you go. Benning Frames. back to van. Yeah. There you go. In brackets, not clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 24 hour challenge. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, Archer Silovs is definitely going into the most important year of hockey he's ever had. And he may, he, I mean, he has a chance to prove himself as a starter because I think he's going to get a lot of ice time. Yeah. Th- this could be his first real chance to separate himself from an AHL starter to an NHL backup. NHL yeah. regular. It's between him and uh, Martin, it seems like. So, yeah. And he's got the edge. He does right now. And I almost want to caution people because we all remember last season when Demko was out for quite a while, right after Boudreaux got, sorry, I guess not the season we just had, the one before. Right after Boudreaux got hired, we lost Demko for a while. Martin came in and played unreal for like three or four games. Me and Jake were at one of those games where we took Florida to a shootout. Yep. And Florida, did they not win the President's Trophy that year? They did, yes. Yeah, that was like, and they were well ahead at the yeah. point we played them too. That was like, yeah. oh man, we're going to get slaughtered. At also, game. it was like 1-1. It wasn't like 4-4, 5-5 four, four, five, five, yeah. going to shoot. It was like 1-1. One, one. Yeah, which is weird because you think of the Canucks ever in a shootout, it, there were probably a lot of goals scored for both teams. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're right. That that was a, a weird one. Yeah. But anyway, my point was then coming into this season, Martin didn't play as well when he had to take over the crease. Yeah. So we haven't seen that much from Silovs, at least not at the NHL level. Mm-hmm. But from what we're seeing in the AHL and in international competitions, he doesn't look like any joke, man. He looks really good. Yeah. But speaking of jokes, like we said earlier, things that could even scar Canucks fans, something... Someone noticed something interesting in the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. And I just I had to bring this up. So I found this story on Reddit. And it, it's just a weird one. So there's a big display case of Canucks items in there, right? And someone noticed something odd, I, I guess is the way to put this. There's a pair of gloves sitting in this display case. And the plaque beside it, I'm going to read out what this says. And... St- let me know when you guys pick up where it gets weird. These gloves were worn by Vancouver Canucks captain, Mark Messier. These are the gloves he wore while snapping a puck past Florida Panthers goalie, Kirk McLean, 
during a 5-0 victory. The goal was the 600th of Messier's career. He became just the 10th player to reach that milestone. It sounds pretty normal. A great captain scoring a goal. Kirk yeah. McLean actually played for the Florida Panthers? He did. And I'll, I'll be honest, I just learned that. Yeah. I, I didn't know that either. Yeah. But that it just felt insulting on so many levels. And now, I'm not just bringing this up because I have a grievance about Like, I get it. He's a Hall of Fame player. He's in the Hall. Whatever. It's a piece of memorabilia. It's just extra insulting that he scored it on Kirk McLean, who's like a beloved goalie yeah. of the Canucks. Yeah. So then I find this this post underneath said something interesting. Is that the curator of the Hockey Hall of Fame is actually an anti-Canucks troll. And at, at first I thought... That, I, so I thought this was a joke, right? And then I find this. Someone on here has shown pictures of this person's Twitter account. It, I guess it's like a burner account, but they were able to link it back to him. It, it is filled with, and I quote... All kinds of anti-Canucks nonsense. Luongo's Hall of Fame banner is also him in a Panthers jersey, despite playing a grand total of six playoff games in Florida. Again, it seems like it's a troll who fell into a position of power. Jesus. I don't know. This The storyline, I guess, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it seems really weird, right? Yeah, it's wild. And it, it, it makes me want to ask you guys a question. Okay. Uh, you said there's like a stall for like each team, right? With memorabilia in it. I, I'm sure there's multiple stalls for each team, but I guess uh, this one was would like... be in the Minnesota Wild stall. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, no. All right. <laughs> what are they putting there? I, 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 don't know how it's or, there? I don't know how it's organized, but all I know is that these particular gloves and this plaque were in a case full of what seemed to be miscellaneous Canucks items. So what would you guys put in... It, let's say the Canucks had a stall that you could only put like a handful of uh, things in. What would you guys put in the Canucks Hall of Fame stall? The jock that uh, Sammy Salah was wearing when he took the fight. <laughs> Man, you don't get a lot of opportunities to bring that up, but wow. I've... <laughs> I love hearing about things like that that you just forget about after a while. And you're like, oh, right, that happened. That's yeah. phenomenal. Formative part of my youth was uh, <laughs> listening to that play call. What happened? <laughs> what? You don't know about that? No. Sammy Salo ruptured a testicle. Yeah, this, the Sammy Solo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he took a slap That's shot to tall. the cup and it exploded and blew Jesus. up one of his balls. Well, no, it didn't actually. He told that to the media, but it turns out that wasn't actually what happened. Oh, but okay, yeah. you're right. It would be funny to have like the exploded jock strap. It's like, oh, if you look real close, you can see a piece of his scrotum still hanging off of it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, if that isn't in there. <laughs> I only came here to see part of Sammy Sallow's scrotum. Oh, if it's man. not here, I'm going home. Yeah. One star on Yelp. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> the tour guide was very rude. Yeah. Didn't know what he was talking yeah. about. Um, uh. I mean, I mean, uh, on uh, on a yeah. similar well, yeah, level, was, yeah. I don't know, Luongo's Heritage Classic jersey. Mm. 
Never worn. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Signed by Eddie Luck. Okay, well, I... <laughs> you guys are horrible. <laughs> Signed by Eddie Luck and John Tortorella. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first thing that came to my mind that I think, especially if you have a plaque or something like that, is I think you got to throw in, like, the stick or gloves of the last Sedin's at home game and just explain that overtime goal and how crazy it is. Yeah, all like all the all two the, twos, yeah, the, all three the two threes. twos and three threes and everything mm -hmm. like that. Oh, that's gotta be in there. Yeah. I think that so they, they must have something. Cool. Yeah. I I was actually gonna say what would be really cool is either the sticks, glove, or helmet. What I, I mean, I guess it's all kind of along that same line. Yeah. Like no one's ever like, Oh yeah, we gotta get these shin pads up here. Oh, you know what? But, the mask that Luongo wore that had the C on it. Oh, that in would like, be cool. That is in there, I think. Like I just saw they have a whole that. wall of like goalie mass. So yeah. I'd be surprised if that was there. Yeah. Um it, no, I was gonna say so, like some piece of what Burroughs was wearing when he slayed the dragon. Like yeah, that is that the biggest goal one, yeah. in Canucks history that most people remember. That would be right? a good one. That it it has to be in there. So I, yeah. I would say something from that. Maybe something from the jersey from the ninety four run. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The like, BX stanchant goal. Maybe the stanchant. Yeah, you know what I well we talked about this before I think when they honored Bexa that they actually took a piece of the exact stanchion and put it in this little frame for him. Yeah, it, it was cool. Yeah, I mean I I don't know how much I believe that it's the actual stanchion. Like they took yeah. that one out and they were like, oh, we're keeping this, <laughs> yeah. and then we're gonna just cut off two inches of it to yeah. give to Kevin Bexa. Put the rest in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go there. You're like, why is it sparking yeah. out of the top? <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, for those who don't know either, the Canucks stanchions light up, so there's electrical in there. Yeah, I just that's, realized that's the joke. I just realized out of context that wouldn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. But. Thanks for explaining the joke. Yeah, no, you're welcome. I feel like that always makes it funnier. Mm -hmm. I also feel like people don't know what a stanchion is. Oh. Uh, well, I feel like most Canucks fans do. Yeah, you don't know it's the metal that connects the plexiglass on the boards. So well, yeah. I didn't plastic, until you guys it? start finishing it. I think it's plastic. Uh, okay. Well, in minor league rinks, they're all metal. So, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I haven't that, been, okay. I've never been close enough to the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I've only ever been 200 feet in the air above the ice. Yeah. I guess that's true. Oh no. We we sat like third row that one time for part of a period. Oh yeah. Oh, remember we sat behind the player box for the, the world juniors. You mean the bench? Yeah. It was the most casual thing you've ever said. You know, yeah. the player box Yeah. or the, but yeah. Again, yeah. I've never been down there. <laughs> well, yeah, except for, Yeah. You yeah. know, you're right. Yeah, we were right behind the Swiss coach. Yeah. Who had the, the, the one famous who said we rant. suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They shoot better, they pass better, they skate yeah. better, they can do everything better. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, that that was a good time. Yeah. Too bad Canada just choked and yeah. anyway. Didn't show up. Yeah, did not get a medal, which yeah. is so weird to think about. Yeah, too. The only time in the last ten years. Yeah. It's when it's in Vancouver. Yeah, and I anyway. bought tickets for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't know. I mean what about you, Jake? What what goes in the what goes in the Preds Hall of Fame? <laughs> um, we said we were going to make laughing? fun of them. Why are we you gonna... laughing? Because it's just packed to the brim with just banners and <laughs> statues that didn't get made. And oh, they should have like instead of a door to get into their section, you just got to push your way through all the banners. <laughs> All right, well, once you get past all the banners and statues. They have, like, they have like a little action figure of <laughs> UC Sorrow. UC Sorrow. Jesus Life Christ. Yeah. There are things, okay? There are things. What about the, the, the puck from the disallowed goal? Oh. Yeah, they just have a Penn's jersey. <laughs> Good one. 
Yeah, I, but seriously, there's got to be something. Like, yes, there is. I'm oh, trying to get to it. <laughs> oh, it's PK. Oh God. Okay, what would what would you put in it? Uh, I would put the net from the All Star game where Shea Weber took a slap shot and went through the net. Oh, that, that oh cool yeah, one. that would be a cool one, right? Yeah, I think, I think that's really cool, right? Um, Never even thought of that. Of course you didn't, because you were too hung up on the banners. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw one banner at least. Which banner would you choose? Well, it, I it, know you're. I know that you're just making fun of me, but I, probably their president's uh, trophy. Yeah, I'd say that's a good one, right? Like but the the problem is though, if it's in the Hall of Fame, it's not in the yeah. rafters. Oh, you know, kind, kind of the point of it is it. it yeah. What if they yeah. had a banner that just said <laughs> "We're in the Hall of Fame"? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the Preds are silly. You know what you should actually put in there is a picture of your old GM, whatever his name is. David Poyle? Yeah, the one that was there for like 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Something yeah. to do with him, I feel like. It would it would be funny much. if they had like a big, like an oversized wall and a plaque that said every GM in franchise history. And it was like one little <laughs> six by four picture of him at the top. <laughs> and Barry Trotz. It would be no, yeah, like the picture of the year where they just wear the same shirt, so you can see how it looks. Yeah, yeah that's right. An employee of the yeah. month. Sort yeah, of thing. our franchise GM of the year, like every year, <laughs> twenty-five years. Yeah. <laughs> ah, those silly preds. Yeah, I feel like with the Flames, it's just got to like right away a Ginla. There has to be something a Ginla. Yeah, I'd say a Ginla, Kippersoff. Yeah, Kipper. Lanny, or not Lanny, uh, yeah. Larry McDonald. No, no it's, it's Lanny. Lanny. Dude, yeah, yeah. learn people's names. <laughs> Chill, this guy's from the 1900s. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> yeah, you old asses. Uh, yeah, maybe like his mustache or something. <laughs> Just rip the guy's <laughs> Hey, Lanny, uh, you don't want to go uh, with us. We're just taking your mustache. <laughs> What's funny is he was a leaf for a really long time too. I think. Yeah, no one ever talks about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because nothing overly significant happened when he was there. Yeah. Whereas I mean, he won a cup with Calgary, yeah, so it's kind of like funny. there should be a part in the Hall of Fame where it's just all players who played for the Leafs and then went elsewhere and then won a cup. Be a lot of players. there would be a ton of players. Yeah. Anyway, almost Matt Sundin. No, he came close. I thought they got knocked out in the second round the year he was here. They did, but that's not close. That's closer than the Leafs. Further than the Leafs made <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that about does it for Canucks news. Yeah. But fear not. Inbox. Fear not. It is time to take a splash on this very hot day yep. into cool the off. cool, refreshing inbox. Who should be our main target in free agency? I think the first thing we have to do is target what that hole is on the roster and then suggest ways to fill it. Here, okay, the number one hole, number one, is still kind of left-handed D. Or sorry, um, right-handed D. Okay. Okay, That there's the hole we need to fill. Here's my thinking, though. I don't think we should be addressing that in free agency. 
Like when, when you ask what are the top free agents we should go after, I'm like, well, none. We should be going after the bottom okay, well, ones. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you who your options are for right shot D. Okay. Okay. So John Klingberg, Matt Dumba, Eric Johnson, Damon Severson, Kevin Shattenkirk, Travis Hamanick, Radko Gudis, Justin Hall, Scott Mayfield, Troy Stetcher, Connor Clifton, Anton Strallman, Mark Pissick, Luke Shen, and then the rest are pretty negligible but those are kind of the big bigger names i know who i want yeah i think i, I think that there are some decent options here there are but but you have to admit i guess i should elaborate on they're not gonna be game earlier. breakers yeah i'm not talking about let's go after klingberg right and sign him to term i'm talking about let's get those guys that are going to be second or third pairing guys like right? i i think a really good name off that list would be anton strawman really yeah okay so he's won a couple cups just for reference, Anton Strollman's coming off of a year where he was only making a million bucks, and he's probably not looking for much of a raise. Perfect. Yeah, that's Put him good... on that bottom line, pair him with one of the young D we got. Sure. Yeah, for sure. See, for me, I was actually thinking more of Eric Johnson. He's a little bit older. He yeah. is coming off a year where he was making $6 million, so he's probably going to be looking for still a little bit of money, but not a ton. I mean, this guy is not a gamer. He's just a solid right-shot defenseman that you can throw on your second pairing. I think they could probably sign him for around two million AAV. It that seems like a lot for a guy that old. I don't know. I think he might be worth it. He definitely do a lot. Like like the same for Anton Strowman. Like more of like a locker room guy, kind of like settle temperature or settle yeah. emotions, uh, yeah. bring the group together, and is a veteran pre presence. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what we're missing. Okay. Well, think about it this way. I mean, we. I know the two names that most Canucks fans heard when you read that off because they already know them is Luke Shen and Troy Stetcher. Luke Shen is staying in Toronto. I cannot think of a reason he would want to come back here after the run they just had in Toronto. I, I really can't. Troy Stetcher, though? Oh my God, this guy and Troy Stetcher. Dude, you put <laughs> Stetcher on the third pairing or the second. I think that's a great player. Because I, I think personally he's better than a third liner or a, a third pairing guy on most teams. But we can put him there and he can bounce up and down between the third and second depending on injuries or how they want to adjust the lineup. He's also one of the players that would be willing to actually come here because you have to remember that in free agency. All these guys have a choice, right? A lot of them don't want to come to Canada. This is Troy's hometown. He's already played here. Some of his best friends are on this team. I think this is more realistic than people realize. And I'm not just saying this because I like him and want him to come back. I really think this is a realistic direction the Canucks could look at, especially now that the regime that let him go initially is gone. You know another former Canuck that's a free agent this year? It's going to be a bad one, isn't it? No. Oh, who is it? Chris Tanev is a free agent this year. What? That contract is up already? I'm 90% sure. No, I think no. he's got one more season. No, he's, he's, no, his, he's still in Calgary. He signed a four by four. Let me check. Right. Or was it four by five? No. The, so the, I think the first year was 2021. That would be 21, 22. Then 22, 23. Yeah, he's got next season. Yeah, he has next season. I'm, uh, I'm pretty okay, sure. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. But, and it, honestly, even that's when I'm, I, you know, I, I said when we let him go initially, it was probably the right move. He he ended up playing a lot better than I thought he would over the last few years. He was older. He was injury prone. I think his last season for the Canucks was the first time he'd played every game in a season ever, right? He performed really well considering the size of the contract that, that Calgary gave him. But it almost reinforces my opinion that by the time it's over, as much as I love the guy, 
I don't think it would make sense for him to come back here. Unless Quinn Hughes was desperate for a partner again. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess we could see. But the, even if we are bringing those guys in, there's other guys that have to move out, right? This money, this cap space, it has to come from somewhere. Okay, I'm going to combine some questions here. Um, okay. Just so we can try to cover as much as possible. Um, we have some listeners asking us if we are planning on attending Canucks training camp this year uh, or if we are planning on attending the Young Stars Classic in Penticton. Okay, well, um, I guess this is, I mean, Jay, I don't know if you want to do it now. I can cut this out if you want me to, but Jake, do you have a bit of an announcement to make as far as next season? Um, I might wait. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can cut that out. Well, I mean, I think we could be looking at going to Victoria for training camp. Uh, we, we went to, uh, or at least me and Jake went yeah. to Whistler uh, lat- at the beginning of this season to go watch training camp up there. And that was a lot of fun, actually. I, so much fun. I had a better time than I was expecting. Yeah. Right? Because you kind of think of training camp as, oh, it's an open practice plus an AHL squad, right? It's just a bunch of scrim dogs. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to see like players that you would never see play together at the NHL level getting to play together. It was so much fun. Yeah, and especially having like broadened our knowledge a little bit after watching some of these Abbotsford games. Yeah, I feel more confident going too that I'm not going to be like, oh, who's that? Oh, I've never heard of that guy. Where'd he mm-hmm. come from? And we're like, oh, that's the guy from the playoff game. Oh, that's the guy. I remember, you, mm-hmm. you know, like we're gonna we're gonna know that stuff. Yep. Right. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I I think. There is a chance, not guaranteed, but there's a chance you could find us at training camp. If we can make the logistics work, I think yeah, it'd be super fun. And if any of the listeners out there are planning on going to let us know. Yeah, Because it was sure. so much fun last year. I'd love to go again. Yeah, we met a few people up there too that we did, like, yeah. knew the show and knew the TikToks. Like, yeah. it, it was really cool meeting them. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so another question I'll ask that I'm just going to combine because we got a couple listeners here asking us, is Tyler dead? Like, what is, what's <laughs> going on? Like, what happened to Tyler's surprise headline? What happened to his weather updates? Where is Tyler? What's going on? Yeah, the, the weather updates are, are funnier when he's actually on the show because <laughs> it's a lot harder to do without that. Otherwise, it's literally just a weather report. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as for the surprise headline, I think if we didn't explain it, well enough before we replaced that with Tyler's surprise money line because we got an offer to sponsor that segment and we definitely weren't in the position to turn it down. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is what has happened to Tyler's surprise headline. It turned into Tyler's uh, money or Tyler's surprise money line. Mm -hmm. Correct. So, and Alex has been doing a phenomenal job uh, in his absence. Besides PGA. Yeah, except PGA's for the golf tough. stuff. Yeah, don't don't listen to Alex when it comes to the green jacket game. But <laughs> outside of that, yeah, Alex has been doing great. And yes, Tyler is still a full-fledged member and host of this podcast. But like we said, he's just been out of town on work. He's got some crazy hours going on. We're doing the best we can without him, but he will be back. He doesn't really have a choice because we're moving the studio into his new house. Mm-hmm. That's like next weekend, so... Don't worry about that. Tyler ain't going anywhere. Yeah, he, he will be back. He, he will play. Yes, he shall. Uh, okay, last question in the inbox, and then we'll head to break. Um, we get this question a lot, and so we should probably, like, get our answers figured out for this because we, we might have to answer it every week. Who are the Canucks picking in the draft? I saw a report that Mitchkov could fall out of the top ten. That is a guy for me. You gamble on. Yeah. Well, we should say why. 
Um, right? Because he signed a pretty lengthy contract in Russia. That's true. He's, which he cannot leave. It's not like if he gets drafted, he can just head over here. Right. Like he has to play out that contract. And I think it's another four or five years. Yeah. It, it's, so it's, it, it's it's a lengthy deal. It is. But when you also look at the quality of players available at 10, I, the, the risk to me isn't, oh, it's going to take a while for him to come here. It's will he come at all, right? Or will he decide, no, I'll take the pay cut to play at home. I think if you get the impression that he could come to North America, you gamble on him. That's what I would advise the Canucks to do, especially with Pod Colson, who could always turn out, you never know, with Kuzmenko, who's looking great, right? We've got some Russians on the team now. Those are guys that could even help sway his opinion a little bit. So hopefully if the Canucks start doing better, he decides, hey, it'd be cool to have some Stanley Cup playoffs experience on my resume. That is a guy that I would take a chance on at 11, for sure. I guess, like, along the same lines, um, there's a player that maybe he slips. I doubt it. He's projected to go, like, middle 10, um, so, like, in the 5, 6, 7 range. But if there's any way this kid's available at 8, 9, 10, they might even, they could even trade up for him. And that's another local boy. So it's not Connor Bedard, but it is a local boy. And that's Zach Benson. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about him. Yeah, so he's a very creative, dynamic winger. Um, he played for the Winnipeg Ice, which I'm not a huge fan of. But he <laughs> weird. <laughs> but he had a really solid season, and he's shown that he can be a very creative, dynamic player. I think that this is a guy that, if there's any way they can make it happen, getting a local boy is just... I mean, take it away from me here, guys. Like Getting a local boy would mean so much to this team. Yeah, I've heard Alex is projected in the middle in the middle of the draft, so may, maybe we just we take a chance on him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I honestly hope that if somebody were to offer us uh, a decent player and we were able to trade our pick and get a contract off of our books, that we take that. I kind of I don't really see us drafting. If I'm being honest, I kind of hope we trade it get one of the contracts off our books and get like a decent player back. Uh, that, that's tough though. I don't, I don't see I want how it to that... be the right trade though. That's the only thing. And I, I, that's the tough part is I don't know if they'll make the right trade. Yeah. I don't know. Man. I, I really don't know if the Canucks are in a position to be able to do that though. I think they really need to stock the cupboards because with the players that we have now, like our window is now. It, it and is. a guy that we're drafting at 11th is not going to be a part of that window. Most likely. You, you're right, but th this is where I mean where the, the Canucks have put themselves in such a bizarre situation where they're in win-now mode, they're against the cap, they haven't fully built their team yet, and they have one of the worst prospect pools in the NHL. It, it's just like, how is all of this happening now? You know, it shouldn't all be happening at the same time, especially when we're not good enough to compete yet. And so I, I get it. it. It's almost like, you know, Pick a lane, right? Are you stocking draft picks? Are you clearing cap space? Because you typically can't do both. You're, you're usually trading one for the other. So, I don't know. The, with the Canucks being in win-now mode, I guess I would have to say you've committed this far. You might as well go for it. But, man, it's really hard to see a draft this deep where we just go, oh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll just not draft someone here. We'll just, ah, we'll get rid of OEL. I don't know. That that's yeah. a really hard trade, especially when I have to remind myself we paid a first to acquire him. Now we have to pay another first to get rid of him. 
not well, three years later. So like one trade that came to mind that I'm not really thinking of like the logistics. It just came to mind. Okay. Would you guys do the 11th and Brock Besser for Clayton Keller? Hmm. You know what? That is a better question than I thought it would be. I thought I was going to have a quick answer either way. Yeah. I don't. Because but that, that, that's what makes me think this is a, this is a realistic and yeah. possibly good trade. You get the upgrade. He's making more money, but not that much more. And I think the money's worth it with how well he's played. He also has shown that he doesn't want to play in Arizona next year. Arizona could use the draft pick. They can take the cap. We could even try to load off another player if so. But like the basis of it would be the 11th Besser for uh, Clayton Keller. Can I just maybe add in one more detail that might kind of skew your opinion? Yeah. The Canucks traded their second to acquire uh, Philip Ronick. Oh, right. So if they do trade their first, that means they don't have a pick in the first two rounds of one of the projected deepest drafts since 2015 and of the current century so i like i really don't think they're in a position to trade that pick i i, I think they could really really use the prospect yeah but, I, I could see them trading either up or down but not just trading out but the the guy that we draft he's not gonna fit into the window that we need i don't know if i totally like, agree with we've you. always said that our window is demco's contract and when is that up that's up in a couple years right yeah, I think he's got like another three seasons. Like the guys that we're going to take, I don't think he's going to make a big enough impact to affect this team within the that three-year window, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I like, you're right. And they've, I, they've shown that they're trying to go for it by trading for Hronik, by signing these guys. So it's like, why take a prospect that's not going to help you with what you're trying to accomplish? Instead yeah. of getting a player that is going to help you that upgrades this team without hurting the salary cap that much, which is one of the biggest problems. Yeah. Well, that, that's why, like I said, the Canucks are just in this weird position where it seems like they don't have what it takes to go into win now mode, but they clearly are anyway. Mm -hmm. They're up against the cap ceiling. They don't really have a luxury or a, a depth of prospects that they can unload. It's just they're also in a really weird spot in the draft where like there's a ton of forwards not a lot of good options on defense which is obviously where they want to try to yeah just but so I, I get it trading up and down those seem like attractive options i'm in the camp where i think they should trade up and try to get zach benson some people may be in the camp of maybe they should try to trade down and go after dmitry simashev um, or one of the other decent defensive prospects with yeah. that all being said we're gonna find out pretty soon here i mean the draft is in three weeks yeah. Um, oh man, that's coming up. Right. Quick. So, so we'll we'll update you guys next week too on anything we hear happening around the draft table. However, uh, we got to get into break here. <laughs> yes. So, um, stick around. We have plenty more to talk about in the second half, as well as a special guest coming on. So stick around and trivia. And, and of course, yes, we always have trivia. So we will see you on the other side of the break. In Canucks history, there have been three players to wear the number 96. Who are the three players? Pavel Bure was one of them. 
Uh, is that Kuz- Andre Kuzmenko? Kuzmenko, yeah. What's the third? The third one is going to be like some fourth. No, no, no. No, it's like a good player? It's not a good player, but it's a player you know. It's a player I know. They it's were- a player within the last five years. What? Let's say. And they were 96. Yep. Ole Ulevi. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Is it? I'll, I'll cut the answer out if I'm right. Is it Yuho Lamico? Nope. <sighs> Who's the other guy on that line? Mott Lamico. Who were 2016 draft picks? Because those were the guys that would have been born in 96. Not Noah Juleson. No, he's in 97. Right. Um, fuck, who's the other guy on that line? Was it the other guy on that line? I have no, no idea. No, 2014. Yeah, 2014 draft picks. 2014. Fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember who he drafted in 2014. <laughs> Do you, you want a Daniel? bigger hint? <sighs> yeah. In the past three years. This player has played for us? Yep. What? Three years ago. So that was after the... After, so it's 2021? I cannot say. Yeah, who, like like since COVID, basically. Right. And who, you, who was the other piece of the motto line? That's what I was trying to remember, because I said Lamico. Yeah. I was like, who's the other guy? Highmore. Highmore. Is it Matthew Highmore? No. No. Highmore no. was in the 20s, I'm pretty sure. Was he uh, a forward or defenseman? He was a forward. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. Three years That's ago. a good one. This is, this is a fantastic question. I think we've spent too much time on it. We'll have to... Yeah, you'll have to cut this yeah, down. Go to, the, go to the second half, and then we'll find out after okay. the episode. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a 6x6. Six six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back to the second half of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Um, we are joined by a special guest in the second half, Ryan Lepper. How's it going, buddy? Hello, hello. It's good to be back on again and talking with you guys again. Yeah, welcome back, buddy. Hello, hello. Um, so Ryan and I were chatting a couple days ago, and there's something kind of important going on in Ryan's life that we wanted to give uh, him a chance to kind of talk about. So Ryan, what is it uh, that's that's new and exciting in your life? Yeah, so I'm doing a uh, hike for a cure fundraiser this summer. Uh it was something I did two summers ago for the first time and had some success at. Last summer, it was a little bit of a hectic one, lots of weddings and stuff going on, so I wasn't really able to do it. But um, this year, coming back for year number two, technically, of it, and it's uh, I really like hiking. And so for every hike that I'm going to be doing this year, I'm going to be donating $25 to the Canadian Cancer Society. And I've got a fundraising page on my Instagram, Twitter there. Um, and yeah, it's uh, yeah really good results the first year of doing it um my dad had cancer was able to beat it so i was very fortunate with that but uh, what led me to actually doing the fundraiser was uh, we had a really good family friend he lives like here he lived two doors up um had some kids around my age we did a lot of summer traveling camping with them kind of like a second dad to me and uh, unfortunately he passed away from cancer a couple years ago so it was kind of something that i wanted to do in his memory and Definitely made me feel a little bit better, kind of able to support however I can. And yeah, just trying to trying to limit that number of people that get affected in any way from cancer. And definitely when it's, uh, when it's yeah, worse, even a worse time there. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's an amazing cause. It's like how 
It's tough. You're a New Jersey Devils fan, and I want to hate you, but you're doing something like this, so it's so nice. Wow. You, you cut right into that. <laughs> well, yeah, what? We've been he, recording he for like told, two minutes? He, he hasn't even That's told us where long. the Instagram page is that we can find the donate link at. You're no, already no, no. roasting you us. you got to go at him for a second. No, but got to bring the devils into it so early. <laughs> no, it's such a great cause. I'm, it, I'm so excited for the fact that you're doing this, that this is happening. Yeah, um, I mean, it's something I, I don't really talk about too much, but I also lost a loved one from cancer. And it's a, it's a really tough thing to go through because you just, you almost lose them before they're gone sometimes. And that, that can be the hardest part. And yeah, Alex, you really nailed it. It is an amazing cause. Uh, I just, I, I, it's hard to imagine someone that wouldn't support that, mm -hmm. you know? Like there's no downside to that. It's something we desperately need a cure for. And uh, man, so much respect to you for uh, uh, for going out there and trying to make a difference and, and helping out with the cause. Where, where did you say we could find your socials at where we could donate? Uh, so my Twitter is leper underscore Ryan. So leper, L-E-P-P-E-R underscore Ryan. And then uh, Instagram handle is... Uh, R leper R so R L E P P E R with one extra R at the end, um, and a shameless plug for Jake as well. If you follow him on Instagram, then uh, I, we follow each other, so you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my tens of thousands of followers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually didn't know Jake had Twitter until right now. No Instagram. I don't Instagram. Know. Oh, oh, I thought you meant. I was like, oh, I can't wait to go on there and find some like 2014 <laughs> tweets that are sitting there. No, no, you'll never find my Twitter. Yeah, I will. I think we'll also probably post his Instagram and the Twitter on like yeah. our story or something like that. Yeah, when like we put the episode up. Yeah, day of release on Friday. Yeah. Check for that. We can actually throw the donate link directly up oh, yeah, into our uh, into our story. But yeah. yeah, no, that that is a great cause, Ryan. And we're seriously th thank you for supporting something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, of course it's been. Uh, it was it was really good year one, and uh, kicked off this year with the grouse grind. Hit it in under an hour, which I did for the first time. So it was off to Ooh. a good start there last weekend. I did it with one of my buddies, and yeah, looking forward to doing some more hikes and raising some more money for a good cause. I mean, I don't want to brag, but I did the Coquitlam Crunch a couple days ago. <laughs> that was a oh, that was dude, a tough one. I can't. I can't I'll, even I'm going to throw twenty five dollars in for doing the Coquitlam Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We like, man. For those of you who know the Coquitlam Crunch, yeah, me, Jake, and Tyler, and a, a friend of ours all did the crunch. That's crazy. Tyler did the crunch. Did I say Tyler? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Me, me, Jake, and Alex. Sorry, did did the crunch, and oh my god, I could. Well, oh no, and then we. Did a ball hockey tournament two days later. Oh. That, that was a bad idea. <laughs> but that that was tough, man. And the, the guy we did it with, too, he just embarrassed all of us. The guy is an animal when it comes to <laughs> physical activity. Yeah. And I, I don't know, man. I had to call in sick to work on Monday because I couldn't get out of bed. <laughs> it was not a good look. Yeah. Anyway, uh, can we just stay on got, track here the point yeah. is is leper is pursuing an amazing cause obviously you know we like to support movember every year every year we've done the podcast we've done a really big campaign for movember so this is something that was really important to us and we're really happy to hopefully generate some more attention for ryan's cause so that's nice. that, that's a really big who reason. had the best movember <laughs> i got hosed on mine because yeah. <laughs> i got told to shave like everything so like yeah. shave our beard shave our mustache but these guys just shaved everything but their mustache yeah. so i started uh, like okay a, a solid 
two months behind and mine still grew longer than Jake's after like yeah. two days. <laughs> yeah. I think I started growing my Movember in like August. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. Mine, mine came out pretty good. Tyler dyed his because it oh, came wow. out so light that That's no commitment. one could see it. So he yeah. dyed it. Yeah. He went full handlebars too. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Yeah, that was dope. Um, do you have any, like, do you have any hikes planned uh, specifically? Or are you kind of just taking it uh, like weekend by weekend? Yeah, kind of weekend by weekend, waiting to see what the weather's like and everything. Uh, I know the one that's on, I guess, by the, like the bucket list, the number one I really want to do this year is, um, I've been talking about doing it for a couple summers now, but I really want to get up to, the, uh, maybe not peak, peak of the Lions, but I want to get to the Lions somewhere around there, just because uh, I think that's a pretty cool one. And I know we've done a couple hikes around the area already, and it's kind of, cool while you're driving around and you're looking up at mountains and you kind of look up and point at them and be like oh like i've been to the top of that one yeah which is that would be neat. cool so i think yeah i mean like lions is pretty pretty scenic over in vancouver area there and pretty easy to spot so i think that'd be that's going to be probably an august or september hike just uh waiting for the snow to melt off of it and everything there but yeah i'm gonna try to get a couple done i know uh st mark summit that's usually a good one it's about four hours so some of my friends that are a little less into hiking, they don't mind pushing it for four hours there. And then, yeah, the lions, I think I've heard that one's like an eight to 10 hour hike. So that one, uh, I, I might not bring you guys on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. You mean uh, Marcus's crunch story didn't sell you on the fact that you can do it? <laughs> no. Yeah. It might, might be a little tough. We'll start with the grouse grind first for that one. <laughs> we might start with the stairs at the mall on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The, the mall's two stories. That's a lot of stairs. We'll start on the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to go yeah. ryan i gotta add just switching gears here a little bit because we we do have to get back to hockey eventually uh, of course the devils had a playoff run and even though alex chirped you about it they made it a lot farther than any of our teams did yeah so <laughs> they made the playoff yeah. they made it a lot farther than i think everybody thought they were yeah yeah but I, I gotta ask you as a devil's fan even though they you know they didn't come home with the cup how did that leave you feeling once their season officially ended? Um, I mean, I think like when they went down two nothing to Carolina, it felt different than the Rangers series. Like you, they went down two nothing to Carolina, and you're like, okay, this one, this one's probably over here. It wasn't looking too good for them. Um, and yeah, I mean, they wound up getting a win at least, so I kind of gave a little bit of breath of hope. But Carolina, they were a good team. Um, it wasn't I don't know, it, like. During the Rangers series, I was like, okay, I hate the Rangers. And I was like, <laughs> despite the rivalry, like there were just moments in that series. And I was like, oh, I hate this guy. Or I hate that guy. Like throughout the Carolina series, I was like, man, like obviously I want the Devils to beat him. But I was like, I don't hate him or anything like that. So that was a little bit disappointing there. But I know I was talking with one of my uh, girlfriend's cousin who's a uh, Devils fan. And we both kind of said like, you know what, like Devils were like, not even supposed to make playoffs this year. They were or they were hoping for maybe a wild card spot where like they were a top five team in the NHL. They won a playoff series. They played a game seven. Like disappointing to go out in the, the second round the way that they did. But I mean, yeah, it was it was it was definitely a good feeling after having beat the Rangers at least. So there was a little little bit of a positive there for a spin on it. Yeah, you guys are such a young team that it's kind of like it's only up from here pretty much. And now you guys have a a new goalie that seems to come out of nowhere. Unless I guess you yeah. guys had known about him before. Yeah, I have no idea, honestly, what the plan is there. I keep hearing that they're going after the trade market to maybe get somebody. My worry with like a young guy, like like Kira Schmid there, like he played unreal in the playoffs and everything. I had some struggles against Carolina. 
against the Rangers, you did real good. But um, I don't know. I, I always just worry about young goalies when they first come in and have a lot of success. Like I think of oh god, oh uh, Steve Mason. He played like for Columbus a couple of years back. He oh, came yeah. in was like played for Nashville like, too. No, <laughs> well he won the Calder in his rookie year. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, he had like ten or eleven shutouts in his rookie year. Won the Calder, but then I don't know. It feels like. My worry with goalies is like the more teams in the league get to know them, the more they kind of break them down and figure out the weaknesses. So, yeah. I mean, it'd be, it would be nice if uh, Schmid there was able to stick around or Schmido the Torpedo, I think he was getting called. Oh, that's a <laughs> sick one. That's a sick name. That was a good, yeah. I was like that. I think it was uh, was Eric Hall, I think, said that one in one of the post-game interviews. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to stick for sure. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he could stick around and be a number one guy, great. Vanek uh, checked it well in the regular season. I honestly have no idea what to expect from them goaltending next year, but at least I know kind of what's in front of them is, is looking more promising than it has in years past. Yeah, I can feel Marcus vibrating next to me because <laughs> he seems to be taking the same road as uh, Demko when Demko had his coming out party. In uh, what playoffs was that? 2020. It was 2020, the yeah. bubble year. Well, I mean, it's awesome when you have a goalie do that, right? Like, he's in your system, and you know he's good, and that's great. But then when he comes to the NHL level and he just kicks it up a notch, it, it's such a encouraging feeling. Like, it makes you feel hope, right? And I'm a Canucks fan. That's not easy to do, but I, I do. <laughs> he, Demko made me feel that. And it's gone now, but I, I still thank him for, for, the, for that. <laughs> making you feel something. Yeah, for like that couple hope. months of bliss yeah. where I believed. Yeah, I know it was wild. Like, I think they were even saying, like, for the Schmied guy there, like, they were like two years ago, he was like in the playoffs of the USHL. And then two years later, he's like the starting goalie in round two of the NHL playoffs. And it's like, man, like, kids young, that's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, obviously good enough to beat the Rangers. And yeah, hopefully it was a growing experience as opposed to a confidence deflator. But yeah, I think, I think he played well. We'll see what happens with Vanacek. And I don't know, Devils even want to hearing stuff that they're going after a goalie but i'm like i don't give up too much for a position that's so just so chaotic at the best of times yeah always tough to sign a goalie you never know it hasn't worked out in the past couple of years for some of the teams that have signed the bigger contracts for goalies jack campbell <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, no the J jack campbell that was definitely a goofy move and uh, speaking of goofs i would actually really love to hear one from jake what a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my part of the show, my segment where I go and I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. Bring up the story with the guys and we have a chat about it. Didn't time it. God damn it, Alex. Yeah, I, I got three <laughs> seconds because I started when you were I'll almost finished. I'll take it. I will take it. does not count. Seconds. That felt slow, though. <laughs> yeah, right? I appreciate it, guys. I appreciate it. I don't even <laughs> think that was sub 10. Anyway, so obviously this week we don't have a ton to draw from, but I think that the best place to draw from would be the Stanley Cup Finals. So let's take Matthew Kachuk's performance from the first two games of the Stanley Cup Final. Their MVP of the playoffs so far has come into the Stanley Cup Final, scored one goal, and accumulated 36 penalty minutes. Whew. And for those of you who aren't quite sure when this is being recorded... Game two was last <laughs> night. <laughs> so needless to say, he has definitely decided to lean into the physical part of his um, his game and kind of left some of the scoring at home, I guess. Oh, we better hope he left it at home because that's where they're going yeah. next and they're down two games to zip here. Yeah, they need some big games coming up. They need just players to step up. Mm-hmm. 
what can we expect to see from him in the second half of the Stanley Cup final? Less penalties, hopefully. <laughs> if yeah, you're a Florida fan. Just stay out of the box. <laughs> I I honestly I don't think it's gonna be him to be the one to carry the, the team if they win the next two games. Who do you think it is? I some player maybe like a Barkov or a Sam Bennett or like an Anthony Duclair. I just think that like you got Mark Stone on him or you're gonna have people covering him because of how well he's done before this round and they know that like the offense runs through him like he is doing everything so they're going to shut him down which should hopefully hopefully open up uh more room for the other players to be able to come in and show what they got because they have a lot of talent on that team Mm -hmm. and all we've been talking about is kachuk Mm -hmm. so they need to start bringing in these other guys and have them step up or else it's going to be a clean sweep i think bobrovsky also has to go back to the vesna caliber play he had been showing throughout the rest of the playoffs. Um, because obviously, like, a big part of the reason why they're here is because he was able to steal games to get them here. And he has to do that again. I don't know if I can blame him for their performances. Because what Vegas has been doing really well is blocking, uh, or not blocking, but clogging up uh, the shooting lanes so that he doesn't get a clean look at it. Like, Vegas has just been outperforming Florida and being outcoached. They've been clogging lanes so he can't get clean uh, looks at shots from, like, points, from sh- uh, good shooting lanes, all of that. So I don't I don't really blame him, especially since, what, yesterday, what was the score? Like, 7-2? Yeah. Like, they only were able to effect. score two Whoa. goals. And, like, letting in seven, obviously not great, but I don't think it falls on him as much as it does on the forwards not being able to produce. Yeah, I mean, it's a team effort, right? And ultimately, I I didn't see game one because that's when we were at that ball hockey tournament. So I guess none of us actually saw game one. But game two, you're right. The team effort just wasn't there. They weren't as hungry. They were the last to the puck. They were getting outworked. They were getting outskated. And this was, Florida was my pick to win this series. But they just, they look like they just don't have it in them right now. And I hope that changes. I really do. But as of right now, I don't know. It's tough to pick one reason why they're not doing well. It seems like everywhere they're just not the best team on the ice. Yeah, I feel like that like break with them, like like because they swept Carolina and then had such a big break in between games. And I feel like what was kind of going for them was just like that momentum, the big story of Kachuk, Bobrovsky was riding high and everything. And then all of a sudden they get ten days off and. As much as they want to maybe ride the underdog story, you're kind of saying, well, we just swept the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, we're obviously a pretty sweet team. Like, we're people are, are picking us for the Stanley Cup Finals all of a sudden as opposed to being the underdog in every single series, even if you like Vegas. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's a big part of it too, just a big break there. Um, yeah, I think just like the momentum and everything, when, you're, when you got it, you got it. And when you have a little bit too much time off to think about things, good or bad, it's going to hurt you for sure. Yeah, like the way that they got through the Eastern Conference was they were nonstop attacking, nonstop, like putting people through the boards and this and that. And I feel like Vegas is probably the closest in play style that Florida plays like, if that makes sense. And they're trying to play the same way. And I just don't think that they're, it's going to work out. Vegas is outplaying the way Florida plays, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah. Okay, that didn't make any sense. I, no, 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 like, no, I, I, I get where you're coming from. But yeah, Vegas does kind of look like how I expected Florida to look like. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was so excited for this series, is it was going to be two physical, high-octane offensive teams with crazy good goalies playing each other. Right? That's what I was prepared for. Wait a minute. You were prepared for crazy good goalies when Aiden Hill is one of the starters? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's been playing well. He's been playing really he's well. He's played like five games. But- yeah, I find really good games. Very well, maybe. <laughs> it's funny because you just dunked on the goalie that didn't get scored on seven times in the last game. <laughs> it's just, it's surprising to me that you were like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the outstanding backstopping of Aiden Hill. Hey, no, I bet I, everyone was playing well, all right? They're in the finals. Clearly, everyone is playing at least somewhat well. well. Yeah, but Aiden Hill only played like four games. I think you, you are hanging up too much on that one thing that I said. Okay. Focus more on the the fact that they they're both teams that are deep defensively yeah. they're deep offensively yeah and both of them at least of recent have had good goaltending <laughs> okay and both teams are physical right that's what i'm saying these are two like traditional hockey teams right this is what you want to watch and yeah I, I just mean it it seems like only one of those teams is firing on all cylinders right now yeah that, that's all that's all i meant but I mean, what what else are you gonna say, right? Mm-hmm. I I really hope Florida can turn it around going home here, but man, I don't know. I I don't have confidence in the team that I just watched. Yeah, yeah. If like I said earlier, uh, if they lose game three, they're losing game four. Game three is a decider on if they're gonna get swept or not, in my opinion. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. If if. If they lose game three, this series is over. They have yes. to win one, if not both, at home in order to, to keep this thing going. Um, that being said, let's not dwell on it too much. There are only two games in. There's still plenty of hockey to be played. And next week will probably give us the opportunity to talk about this a little bit more, whether that be because it's over or because it's heading into some really exciting hockey. Yeah. Anyways, moving on, we got plenty of other stories around the NHL that we can cover because for whatever reason, GMs decided, you know what, let's start the offseason early. First story I want to cover is Cole Caulfield got a brand new contract, and it wasn't a small one. The Montreal Canadiens have signed Cole Caulfield to an eight-year deal with an annual average value of $7.8 million. Is this an overpayment? Is this an underpayment? Is he making exactly how much he should? How do we feel about this? Uh, it's like a Jack Hughes contract. I think they're banking on him to progress under uh, Martin St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And based on the progression, like he's been, on, he's only been there for what, one or two years. And you can already see the jump that Cole, or Caulfield's made. So I think they're just banking on him to just keep going, going up, going up, going up. Mm-hmm. So that contract could either look really good or really bad, which I think is what we said about Jack Hughes when he got that. And that contract's turned out amazing. So only time will tell, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I like it because to me, this is the exact philosophy that I wish the Canucks did, which is you go in on your young guys early, right? You lock them up before they hit their prime so that you're not paying a premium the entire time you have them, right? Look at Pedersen now. We have to sign him long-term in the next year. Had we done this maybe a year or two ago, like had we been able to lock him up long-term when he signed his bridge deal, we would be paying him a lot less, Right. So, and then yes, you have to pay him more further down the road. 
but that locks you up for a longer period of time where you don't have to pay him like one of the best players in the league because he wasn't yet. Now he's making a name for himself in that list of people. I kind of disagree. I I think that Cole Caulfield, he came out of the gate super hot, but I, I don't see much of a ceiling there. Like, I think that the game has just changed so much since, um, since I guess, McDavid came in where the game is sped up. And although Cole Caulfield has shown that he can keep up, I don't think it's going to continue. I, I don't see him progressing into the superstar that he's being paid to be. So, I don't know. I, I just, I don't really buy it. I hope you're right because I like the, the Canadians. I like what Martin St. Louis is doing. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't see it happening with exactly Cole Caulfield. Yeah, I think the Jack Hughes contract is a good comparable as well there. I know as a Devils fan, Jack signed that contract the year that he got hurt and was missing a lot of time. So, I mean, maybe for the player, they're thinking, well, if I keep getting hurt, this contract's going to still take care of me and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And for the team, they're thinking, well, if the player keeps getting hurt, it's a high number, but not crazy high like you guys were saying that those top, top players get. And maybe Cole might deserve one day. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's shown he's a player. He can score and... I mean, yeah, teams teams pay big bucks for that, and they seem to have gotten them at a pretty decent rate there. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully he does well and continues on, and Montreal is able just to surround him with some more good bodies to keep feeding them puck. Because yeah, I mean, guys like Alex Ovechkin may not be the fastest, but heck, if you can shoot, you can still score in this league. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's true. And it's not like the Canadians don't have a wealth of young talent that they are able to surround him with. I mean, they've shown that some of these younger guys that they've got are starting to develop. Obviously, Uri Selfkowski's only had one year in the league. Kirby Doc's also starting to progress a little bit more. I think last season was his best season. Um, so maybe in time, this team will continue to grow around him and he'll grow into those shoes. I don't know. Like Personally, I don't see that happening, but you never know. Anything can happen. And again, what do they have? The 10th overall pick this year? Yeah. So they're going to add another high-end player to that to that team and a, and a young player to that team. So you know, the future is looking bright for the Montreal Canadiens. I just hope that this contract doesn't come back and haunt them. Uh, I agree, but I, I mean, I really just don't think it will. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can, I've even got a bit of a list here of some players that make more money than him. We've got Tim Stutzla, Jacob Voracek, Thomas Hurdle, Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas, uh, Ryan Johansson, Thomas Shabbat, Jack Hughes, Matt Duchesne, JT Miller, John Carlson. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of those players that are worse than him and definitely won't age as well. But I think, by and large, he's on par with other players making that much money. Or at least if he's not now, he will be in the very near future. So I, I think, personally, Montreal did the exact right thing by signing him to term now. I also feel like, I don't know, I don't know if it's the same with you guys, but $8 million in my head seems a lot bigger of an NHL contract than what it actually is to the NHL nowadays. Like, I feel like $8 million is almost like what 6 million was a couple years ago, if that makes sense. Like 8 million is not as big as, uh, like, it's not like what super superstars get anymore. Yeah, Crosby's been making like 8 million for however <laughs> His long. His entire career. Yeah. <laughs> right, so it, I get it. Like, it does feel like that should be what the superstars get, except obviously he's a bit of an outlier. Yeah, like, I feel like you can pay a first liner or second first liner 8 million and you'll be fine. So as long as he can round out around a top six, closer to a top line forward, I think it'll be good. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that's the gamble you have to make, though. Yeah, it's the only way you're going to get him on a decent contract. Exactly.
So I, I think if, if you're building a contender, which is what Montreal is doing, they did the right thing here. Like, imagine if they were trying to sign Jack Hughes this season. He'd oh, get, yeah, he, he'd, he'd be, be getting double digits. <laughs> yeah, sure. he'd probably be, I would say, 11 mil. Well, we have a Devils fan. What do you think? Oh, yeah, good oh, point. Give him all the money. <laughs> I love that guy. But, yeah, no, it's, I know. I, and I think that was, like, maybe, like, like I was saying earlier, like, when the devil signed him for it was like eight by eight or something like that. It was, uh, he was coming off an injury the, the his rookie season wasn't that great, but he was able to kind of bounce back. He saw the glimpses and you thought, Oh, like, I don't know. Like if, if he can't stay healthy, then that's, that's a lot of money on the, on the cap and everything. But if he can stay healthy and kind of continue showing what he's shown, then it, it's going to look real good for him. And I mean, I think he's shown even better than most people were expecting when he signed that deal. So I'm sure Hughes might be kicking himself a little bit. I mean, at end of the day, hopefully he realizes that it, it puts his team in a better position to succeed. But yeah, I'm sure he's it, there, there's there's got to be a small part of him that looks at it and thinks, "Oh, what could have been? How how many extra dollar signs could have been uh, on those paychecks?" Yeah, but that but maybe for every dollar he's not making though, that's just that much better that his team can be now because that's more money they can use to surround him with with a championship winning team. Yeah. Also, the fact that we have an American-born superstar playing in an American market, I think he can. he's also a marketing opportunity for a lot of companies, and maybe that's where he makes up the dollar signs that might be missing out of the NHL contract. Yeah, like sponsor deals and stuff. Yeah, exactly. for sure. For sure. Uh, Leper, I got a question for you. Absolutely. I want you to complete the sentence. Uh-oh. Jack Hughes <laughs> is a blank player in the <laughs> NHL. I thought you were going to stop after oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he's a, a bitch. You know, this guy's a sorry. dick. <laughs> Jack Hughes is a top blank player in the NHL. Oh, is that is just to confirm that's like every position that's not like just forwards, just defense or just uh, forwards, just centers. We'll go we'll go every position. Every position. Or no, we'll go top forwards, goalie. forwards, forwards. We'll go <laughs> yeah. forwards only. Oh, he's better than UC Saros. <laughs> All right, take it easy here. Yeah, forwards only. Uh, oh, forwards only. Okay, yeah. I'd say top ten then at that point. I mean, yeah, he was a heck of a point producer this year. He was he would have hit a hundred points if he hadn't gotten hurt. I'm pretty sure. I think he was like one point off, and he missed four or five games. I want to say so. Yeah, I feel like optimistically, I can say maybe a top ten player. His center is the whole defensive abilities. Oh god, his faceoffs are terrible. But. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, maybe top 15. I, I'm always, yeah, I'll, I'll say top 15 forward in the league. Oh, also, how did we not ask you about this? How did Luke Hughes look? Yeah, I was actually, I had that burning in the back of my head. I, I want to rip the Band-Aid off yeah. here. <laughs> what, like, you've obviously seen more of this guy since the draft than most Canucks fans have. What What is he looking like trajectory-wise? Um, I think... He honestly looked a lot better in playoffs than everything that I expected. I mean, they brought him in at the end of the season, and my hope was just kind of let him cook for as long as he possibly can. They got him into a game or two at the end. He scored a beautiful overtime goal for his first NHL goal against Washington there. That one was pretty cool. I mean, I know I was super stoked when he did that, being like, holy smokes, that's the defenseman dancing around like three NHL players. And obviously, if you're playing in overtime three on three, you're half decent. Um, so yeah, he was pretty great there. I, I, I found the playoffs. It was a little hit or miss. There was, there were some good moments. There were some bad moments. I think the last game that he played, it wound up going to overtime and everything there. I mean, I think he was playing first or second line minutes. So Jeez. I don't know. I, I think next year I'm hoping they put him on the second pairing, put him on with a, they've got a couple of good defensive defensemen on there. So just put him on with somebody that 
is going to kind of be able to cover things up defensively and just let him run and do his things. I mean, all, all the games that I've watched are highlights between Michigan or Team USA. That was weird this year, actually, like watching yeah. Canada play USA and being like, well, I'm not cheering for, I'm not cheering against Canada, <laughs> but if the US won, I wouldn't be completely opposed to it. Just for the listeners, if you hear like sniffling or anything like that, that was Marcus crying yeah. <laughs> uh, while he was talking about Luke Hughes. Th- thanks, pal. Um, no, that, that even that you talking about his first overtime game, that reminds me like most Canucks fans know that if as soon as I say overtime against LA, they all know it. It was one of Hughes's first games in the NHL. And uh, it went to three-on-three overtime, and they put out a line of Hughes, Besser, and Pedersen. And it was the first time we'd really seen all three of them on the ice at the same time. That, again, it was just one of those those glimmers of hope. You know, it's like, this looks lethal, right? Besser hadn't had most of his injuries yet. Pedersen was looking like the player he's going to become. Hughes looked creative and free. It, they all just looked amazing together. And I believe they ended up uh, scoring a goal too on, on that overtime. But yeah, just hearing you say that Luke had a similar, you know, a bit of a hero moment in overtime to get his first goal. Like as much as I wish it was here, I, I'm really happy for him. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad he gets to play with his brother. And uh, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. Uh, Quinn is going to want to go to New Jersey. <laughs> like it is simply a matter of time. I'm especially with the trajectory that their team is on versus the trajectory that the Canucks are on. I don't know how much longer Quinn would want to stay here and watch his brothers go deep in the playoffs while we struggle to get past the playoff line. Yeah. See, and like the wild thing is like, cause people always talk about that now, like, Oh, like all three brothers playing together. would be so great. And obviously like, and one of the things that I thought of too, actually when you're saying that, like with the, uh, Pedersen, Besser, Hughes line, just like seeing that glimmer of hope. Like, obviously, the Devils had a great season, but there was something about that Luke Hughes goal. I was like, man, like, it's exciting to be a Devils fan right now. And like, that's something I haven't felt in a long, long time. Possibly, honestly, like, ever since being a fan. <laughs> yeah. There, there's um, something crazy about watching a defenseman do something that most forwards can't do. There's something yeah. about that that makes you go, oh, holy shit, we've got something here. Exactly. And like a prime position, I think he's, I think he plays over, I think he was playing on the left-hand side of Michigan, but he's a right-hand shot. So, um, I, yeah, I think they're supposed to be putting him in, or no, never mind. Sorry. He was playing on the right-hand side, but they're going to put him on the left-hand side. But that was another thing too. And like, cause people, that's what I was trying to get to. I kind of lost my point, but, uh, like with Quinn coming over to New Jersey, like honestly, the devils just have like such an embarrassment of wealth on defense. Like there's a part of me that looks at it. I'm like, like, we don't really need Quinn Hughes, possibly. You can't say that. Yeah, like, one of those things I was like, man, like, okay, like, I shouldn't say don't need Quinn Hughes. And he would be lucky to have him. But you I'm, like, think we want him. Yeah. Keep your garbage. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like money and everything, I was like, man, like, they've got a lot of money on defense. Like, oh, like they're looking at dealing that Damon Severson right now. And he's like a good right-hand shot defenseman but they're like we're like 3d like we've got three good right-hand d-men already like we can't pay like there's no reason to pay this guy a lot of money because he's going to be our third pair defenseman when if he's playing for the canucks he's probably the first pair guy (laughs) yeah no no you're you're not wrong like it it hurts keep and i hate we don't need him (laughs) but like man dude like it you're gonna be on the 
You're that not takes going to be on like cold takes a couple of years from now, for sure. <laughs> no, I mean, well, he, here's the thing, right? Like, you're right. New Jersey is crazy deep. Hughes was also top five in Norris votes this year. Sorry, to specify, Quinn Hughes. I just realized we're talking about all three yes. of them. But, like, he, he is obviously one of the elite defensemen in the NHL, and he's still young. Like, he, he's going to get better. But that, that's another thing I've even thought, is even if New Jersey thought, okay, you know what, let's pursue him, I, I don't even know what it would take to get him, right? Like, you don't see defensemen of that caliber traded almost ever because they are so hard to come by, right? There's not as many defensemen in the league well, as there are forwards. New Jersey has six of them that are way better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would take a... It would take the Canucks basically going through a rebuild and New Jersey's top two prospects and two firsts to move them. That that is yeah, what it would cost. But and I, Jack I don't Eichel think didn't even get dealt for that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> if the Devils have Alex Tuck, pff, might as well just do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you, Give him a third liner. That's enough for Quinn. Hughes. If, if if Quinn Hughes has a nearly career-ending surgery, then yeah, I, I could see him going for a little less, like like Ooh. Michael did. But uh, I don't know. It's it's a really tough thing to think about. But I think once he does hit that UFA mark. I think the Canucks are might have no choice because there's a good chance that he's walking. I think if the Canucks don't get him on a contract before the deadline, that they'll flounder and get something done with New Jersey just so they don't lose him for nothing. It's the Canucks, though. Do you really have faith in them to do that, dude? Enough, okay? <laughs> you, do, do you? Do you? I am down. I'm on the ground. Stop. Pull your punches, dude. It's Johnny Gaudreau. I'll just say Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Yeah, that's that's no, not our problem. Canucks. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't bring up the Gaudreau and Kachuk project. We 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 would never draft Kachuk. So, um, <laughs> even given the chance, <laughs> even given the chance, I wouldn't draft that guy. <laughs> He's got 36 penalty minutes. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Ryan Reeves. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, well, thanks for that. That <laughs> hurt me a lot. Let's, let's turn it around. Jake, yeah. what else we got to talk about? Um, we got, well, Ivan Provorov got dealt this week. Oh yeah, yeah, super weird trade. Yeah. Columbus, trade. Columbus looking for Ivan Provorov. Oh, they're going to be so good next year. Honestly, Columbus, they could yes. have a bounce back, think, and there's rumors that they want to be trading down in the draft. I so. think they'll make playoffs next year. Wait, honestly, I think Columbus trading down in the drafts has to be one of the stupidest things they could do. Mm-hmm. Like what? You're right. They have Goudreau. Where's Goudreau going to be in five, six years from now? Still the there? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Still there. I, sorry. I don't mean geographically where is He's he going to be. He's going to be in Ohio. No, I mean like stat line wise, where is he going to be? Probably still playing nasty. He, he will be good, but you want good players with him. Yeah, they right? got good players. A, a core Kent has Johnson? to be. Kent Johnson, Patrick Laine. Right. Uh, so what, what? Eric and Branson. What do they think they can get for tri- Shut up. <laughs> what, what? What do they think they can get though by trading down? Like Fentilli is going to be. Wait, no. They have. Th- they have the third. third pick. Yeah. Oh right. The, the Ducks have the second pick. Yes, the Ducks are getting Fentilli. That's right. Love. Well, the we Pacific. don't know well, that. Yeah. They could still be getting Bedard after the yeah. World. Uh, what's it called? World Championships. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people were saying that Carlson might go second. 
And then Fantilli I made it know. longer, and then he scored that nasty goal, and then he went, or they're saying he's going to go but second that, that's again. a bunch of people just watching one tournament and basing everything off of that. Like, scoring one nasty goal in an international competition doesn't mean the difference between going second and going third. Yeah. Not, not to me, anyway. It's going to take more than one goal to change my mind there. But anyway, no, I, I guess you're right. But even that, taking Carlson, like... It would take something pretty big from another team, I think, to be able to to jump down there, especially depending on where their own first round pick is. Right? I don't know how much because Fantilli, he's a winger, right? Believe so. Yeah. I and I mean, they're pretty stacked on wing. They could use another centerman, and I want to say Carlson is a centerman. So that I don't know. If they have any doubts in Anaheim, maybe taking Carlson, they might just want to jump. But still, I think it'll depend. I think if if the Ducks surprise everyone and take Carlson, I don't think that uh, that Columbus trades the pick. But if they do, you know, maybe it's a game time decision. Maybe they make that trade at the draft. You know, yeah, I think trades for picks that high they're gonna happen on the floor because everyone wants to know what's still on the board, mm-hmm. right? Like no one's making those kinds of trades now. Or at least they shouldn't be because they don't know. Maybe a team is going to pull someone else, right? Maybe they a team trades the third because they want a certain guy. And then, yeah, either Anaheim or uh, Chicago picks someone different. Not that Chicago ever would. And then the, the whole reason that another team traded, that player's off the board, right? They can't get him anyway, and they've given something up for him. So, yeah, I, I think those are all going to be draft day deals. So Provorov went to Columbus, who mm-hmm. went uh, back. There was a bunch of pieces. None of them are, in my opinion, really big. That's what um, I thought too. Like yeah. it didn't like I. From what I remember, like I know he's not like an all-star defenseman, but he's still like decent. I think Philly's getting like a mid to late round first pick, first round pick. Uh, they get Cal Peterson out of L.A. because there were some pieces that were moved there, too. Yeah, L.A. took salary and then like these two prospects yeah. I'd never heard of. Yeah, It was just a weird trade for L.A. to take because... They're a contender. Why would they want to take on extra salary? I think Pedersen was getting paid a bunch of money that goalie there. And I yeah. think they wanted oh, to get him off the books. Yeah. Oh. No, you're definitely so right. I thought they the same thing. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah, because they got to pay Corpusello, right? Yeah. And they just uh, re-signed, uh, what's his face? Uh, the defenseman they got. Uh, Gavrikov. Gavrikov. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be... That, yeah. Oh. yeah, LA is... Oh, they're kind of a weird team. Well, I mean, I think... Hot take. Oh boy, here we oh go. Top no. Schmidt take. Oh boy. The top five teams out of the West, I would say four of them come from the Pacific. That is a hot take. What? So, Col- uh, three, three, sorry, three. Three, top, three Dallas and Colorado got to be up. Yeah, right? yeah. So, three of the top five. I okay. think okay. LA is one of them, Edmonton and Vegas? Calgary. Yeah, you got yeah, Vegas. No. <laughs> uh, Vegas, yeah. Vegas is <laughs> Yeah, no. Vegas is another weird team because every time you think, oh, no, it's over for them, more free agents just go running there because it's Vegas. And you're like, okay, wait, maybe they have a chance again. Right? They're a team that I feel like will never do a proper rebuild. They'll always be just playoff line at worst. And then they'll clear out some cap and bring in some big free agents. I feel like they can do that just every year. Yeah, no taxes there. <laughs> no taxes, and it's Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
like that that is going to be it, it's going to be like Miami. It, it's going to be like Florida and Tampa. They're they're just going to be hot spots for free agents. You bet. Anyway, any more thoughts on that uh, leper, Marcus? Uh no, I have no more thoughts. What about you, leper? You got any thoughts? Um, Columbus scares me a little bit. I mean, I think they had some injury troubles this last year, so I kind of see them maybe not being quite a New Jersey bounce back team. I mean, I mean, even New Jersey, I think, got a little bit lucky this year with how good they did in the regular season. But um, yeah, I think they're going to bounce back next year. They got a got a good group. Their defense seems to be a little bit better. I think they were missing that uh, Warinsky all season. So yep. yeah, That's I mean, right. if it's a, if it's a team that you believe in, then might as well bring in the pieces to make it happen. They're yeah. going to be a playoff team, and if they yep. believe in Merzlikens. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. I guess, you know what? Here's the thing. What's funny is we have to acknowledge that some of our listeners are laughing right now. We're definitely <laughs> laughing in our heads a little bit because we didn't warn you first, Leper, that when we ask if we have any thoughts, that's actually a segment to another, uh, uh, or sorry, a segue to another segment that we have. So that's our, our, our bad for not warning you because we usually that means we're going into it, not bringing up more thoughts that we have. Well, I was curious what what his final thoughts oh, well, were. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't mean we weren't curious. I just mean it, it's funny that what we were trying to do and we didn't warn I'll him I'll turn all. the mic off over here. No, <laughs> no we, you'll, you'll definitely want to keep it on for this. But since us three presumably have no more thoughts, yeah. I think it's time we hear some thoughts from Alex. Hey, thoughts. All right, let's hear your thoughts. <laughs> so ahead, just to give you like a quick warning, Leper, this is just like, <laughs> you need a warning. For yeah, these segment. are just like three random thoughts that I usually come up with within the five minutes of me realizing that I th- need three thoughts. They, they're not hockey related, no, first of all. So just oh, get that out of fine. your mind. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. you got to remember, too, this is the end of the show, right? So the people who came here for hockey talk, they've kind of slowly faded away. And now it's just the people <laughs> that are the diehards. Yeah, so wait for the good stuff. Usually yeah. This is at like 11 o'clock. And, yeah. You know, it got work tomorrow. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, these are some shower thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. Um, thoughts. So the first thought, <laughs> what kind of dog is Scooby-Doo? He's a great Dane. He's a great Dane. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. But he got spots on him. So do some great Danes. Nah. He's a speckled great Dane. I don't yeah. think great Danes have spots. See, that's just a fact that they do. <laughs> I've never seen a great Dane with spots. I think that, I, I don't know. I guess I haven't really I seen like that many great. I feel like great Danes are usually not that color brown either. They're usually like gray, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I saw a gray, great Dane yesterday. That's what I usually yeah. see. So, I don't know. Really? He, he, <laughs> he saw a great Dane. <laughs> Have you seen the guy from... Uh, Oh, what is it? Wheel of Fortune try to do the Scooby Doo uh, thing? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think so. Oh, my God. Why? What does he do? Oh, I'm going to find it. No, do, we don't have time oh, to God. find it. We're on an episode <laughs> right now. No, you don't have time, dude. 20 seconds. Oh, oh my God. God. Was it that bad, too? Why did he laugh? I thought that was a good Scooby Doo <laughs> that I did there. What do you think? Leper, let's hear your best Scooby Doo laugh. Scooby <laughs> Doo Doo. <laughs> 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 Rot row. Kick it. This, this is it. Okay. There's a seven thousand dollar jackpot. Go ahead. Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Wow. I'm impressed. Wow. Wow. This is when the copyright hits. That's crazy. That's crazy. How far in does it happen? He did that on live TV. (laughs) 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 Oh man, that is. We were close. We were close. (laughs) Yeah, we were. (laughs) I have just one thing to say to you. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, second thought. Uh, what's a California closet? Uh, I, I don't know. But you guys have heard of California closets, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I have a guess. But they're like these, they're supposed to be like these huge closets, but like, like why? A, a walk-in get, closet? Well, no, I, no. Because it's like completely like, because you would call that just a walk-in closet. Yeah. Right. But these are called California closets. Okay. So what's the difference? I have no idea. That's why oh, I okay. thought. I, you I, thought we would know. <laughs> I don't so know. It wasn't really a thought. It was more of a question. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean... At first, I, I thought it was a brand, but I don't think it's a brand. I think it's like a style of closet. Yeah. I, I always assumed it was because like California king bed just means like it's basically like the bed. Yeah, it's like an extra oh. large. So I always thought that that's what a California closet was. It was just like an extra large closet. Well, that's... Leper, you have a California closet. How did you get it? What? <laughs> I wish I had that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> I worked in hockey, man. There's no money in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was going to say, not only is it wild he has one, it's weird you know about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> what you doing in there, Jake? <laughs> yeah, that's where I live. I pay rent. Yeah, can you imagine he, he's just in, in his bedroom, lights are off, he, looking at his closet and the lights on inside, and he's like, what's going on in there? And then he just hears... Ree! <laughs> Come on. <laughs> not, not, not a lot of opportunities to do that twice in one show, but no, you managed there to find it. Is. it. <laughs> there it is. All right, let's see. What's our third thought? Um, okay, so for me, this was in like grade six uh, when was this came out, and it was a huge deal. The Harlem Shake. No. <laughs> this iPhones. was when uh, Mountain yeah. Dew... Or the rumor came out that Mountain Dew made your balls shrink. You guys Dude, remember that? come on. <laughs> you guys don't remember Wait, that? Wait, isn't that from like bench warmers or something? I don't know. No. I just remember it was like all over our middle school. Nobody drank Mountain Dew. It was like, I don't want small balls. What, what's the one? What's the movie where they talk about oh, steroids and there's macaroni or something? You guys have to remember what? this. No. no, do not hang me out to dry here. <laughs> no I'm, idea what movie you're. I'm watching. pretty sure it's Benchwarmers. What's the one that has? Um, is it David Spade and um, Rob Schneider? Yeah, Rob Schneider. You that's know the grown-ups. one. No, no, no. No, that yeah, is yes, Benchwarmers, but that's but, not in that movie. No, it, yes, it is. No, I just no. watched that movie like not too long I don't ago. Think it's that's not in that movie. movie. Yes, that's it's the one with Napoleon Dynamite in it, right? Yeah, but that's not in that movie. I think Napoleon it is. Dynamite's not in Benchwarmers. No, yes. he, the actor is, but. Oh. Yeah. Wait, you thought I meant actual Napoleon? <laughs> I'm like, no. No one knows that guy's name. Uh, uh, th- uh, name yeah. him right now, Alex. No, I was going to say I thought his name was Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Based on a true story, Napoleon Dynamite as himself. What is Napoleon Dynamite like the movie? I've watched it a really long time ago, but I don't remember any part of it. It's Vote just for a Pedro. Yeah, it's just a stupid movie that became a classic. <laughs> but like what like what is the like what's the plot of the movie? So I feel like in only, high school. I only remember like running for school walking. president. Oh, is that what he's doing? Is that what it's actually about? Or is that, I thought that was just like a subplot in the movie. I remember that being a storyline. Yeah, I have no idea actually now that I think about like what it's actually about. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, I feel like a lot of classic movies are kind of like that. Like I couldn't really explain to you the yeah. plot. I well, just, he, my favorite one would be like, what's Step Brothers about? Oh yeah! Not putting your ball sack on the drum <laughs> set, <laughs> right? Like if you if you had to, if it gun to your head, you have to explain the plot of Step Brothers in like two or three sentences. Like, how would you do that? Night vision goggles, <laughs> family coming together, karate, the, the fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I'm on a bow, motherfucker. 
Uh, well, you know what? I think that uh, on that note, <laughs> we should probably wrap things up. Leper, can't thank you enough for coming on and joining us for the second half of the show. It's been a blast, man. Um, again, you know, please, like we mentioned when he when he first came on, go support uh, his cause. We will, like we mentioned, Marcus, where are we going to put the link? Uh, we will have it in our Instagram story for sure. You, yeah. you can find us at Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's across all social media, except mm-hmm. for Twitter, where we're at Vancouver Boys underscore. Want to point out, too, that Ryan Lepper is on the underscore in the Twitter handle game. I heard him mention that earlier. He's got an <laughs> underscore in his handle. He go. did it to be like us. Yeah. We all know that. Oh, yes. true. <laughs> He's got tweets from 2012. He did it to be like us. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to read them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's on there rapid deleting them right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, guys, Mountain Dew makes your yeah. balls shrink. Watch yeah. out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Corey Schneider just got traded to New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, I'm so yeah. upset. Yeah. Who, needs, who needs Martin Broder? Stanley <laughs> Cup, here we come. Yeah. <laughs> All we need now is Ryan Kessler. Oh. This Bull Horvat guy sucks. Yeah. yeah, glad we traded that pick. Yeah. Um, and for serious inquiries, you can always email us at vancouverboyspodcast at gmail.com. Ryan, again, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We loved having you on here. It's always having you fun on that. Have always fun having you on, man. <laughs> right on. Always appreciate. It. Always, always a fun time. You bet, Dave. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Beauty. Fair enough. Peace out. All right. Thanks, Lepper. Right on. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Yeah. Later. Hey. Thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Right. On. Anytime. Have a good one. All right, the moment you've all been waiting for. The three players to wear the number 96 in Canucks history are Pavel Bure from 1996 to 1997, Andre Kuzmenko from 2022 to 2023, and Adam Gaudet oh, from 2021. What? Well, yeah, he wore like 96. 96- 2014 draft pick. Right. Well, he I wore remember, 88, didn't he? Yeah, he wore 88, but he changed it when Nate Schmidt came. Because that was Schmidt's number, and he changed it. That's right. I forgot. There you go. Or was it? Or no? Was it Hamannick that came in and and wanted his number? No, Nate Schmidt wore eighty-eight. There you go. Uh, But now I I think I was wrong about something altogether. There, I feel like Hamannick took his number, but he wore ninety-six. Yep. Man, I just don't remember that. Man, that guy fell off too. He like Hobie Baker winner looked like he could be something, and just like just fizzled. You know, it's sad. And come watch us on Twitch. Yeah, see you next week. (laughs) 